He's in the house here from Pittsburgh. Amen. Praise God. And, and we have two visiting pastors from Elko, Nevada, Pastor Paul and uh, uh, one of his associates, Pastor Nelson, right? They're here. They're there in the back. And I think Nelson oversees his Spanish ministry there in Elko. And then also Pastor Paul, they, they, you know, they've been there uh, for a number of years now. And so they're here for the week. So um, you'll be able to tell them hi. Amen. And uh, hopefully they'll be hitting the streets with us throughout the week as well. Um, you know, our, our uh, mission statement says that we partner with people like Passion as Vic Jarich, and they've been a blessing with us, and we've been able to go in and do what we can there in the city of Elko to take the play uh, Shotgun 1, and now Shotgun 2, they'll be able to see it, and uh, they tell me it's better than 1, but I don't think so, because I wrote 1 and someone wrote 2, and it doesn't make sense. Hallelujah, yes it is, hallelujah. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to take it during... Some time to Elko again, shotgun two. Okay, do you have Numbers 13? Beginning in verse 31. <clears throat> but the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. Ever, bad reports ever go throughout the home? Uh, those things spread. Uh, one, little, one little negativity. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there were of great size. We saw the Nephthalim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephthalim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Father, I pray that you would utilize this half hour for the furtherance of your gospel the edification of your body, and the making of some dynamic men of God here and women as well. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the title of my sermon is Identity Crisscrossing, okay? Because we're going to be talking about a, not identity crisis, but identity crisscrossing. Because you've got to cross your identity with a cross. Amen? Very important, very vital. Uh, and I want to be talking about self-esteem here. That's going to be my theme. But let me tell you a, a, a little joke here, a little story. There was this uh, minister, and he was out hitting the streets in San Francisco, and uh, uh, he had a gang guy with him, one of the youth gang, sort of like Esteban, and a, and a man from the home. And as they were there hitting the streets, all of a sudden a mob came after them. You know, a mob came after them, and so they took off running. Like, you know, smart Christians using wisdom. This mob was after them. Don't be putting up flyers in my neighborhood, you know. So they all went after him. They ran across, and when they turned the corner, there was a field there. Okay, and what happened was, when they turned the corner, they saw the field, the mob comes around, and they can't find them. They, they, they're looking for the, the, the minister, the gang guy, and then also the man from the home. And so when they're looking, man, they can't find him. All of a sudden, the big mob, somebody in the mob says, you know what? I think, I think some, somebody's up in this tree, because I hear something. And it was the minister. And he goes, tweet, tweet. They go, no, 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 it's just a bird, just a bird. Okay. And they're looking around, like, where could they be? All of a sudden, another guy says, I think I hear something up on this tree. I think somebody's up there. It was a gang guy. And he goes, who, who, who? They go, oh, no, 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 it's just an owl, it's just an owl. No problem. Ain't nobody. So they keep going around looking, man, where could these guys be? And all of a sudden, somebody else says, I think there's somebody up in this tree. I hear something. And it was the, the guy from the home. And he goes, moo, moo. <laughs> you got to laugh at yourselves, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. How'd that cow get up there, you know? <laughs> uh, all right. We know you're not a bunch of cows. We're going to be dealing again here with identity. All right? See, here, the Bible speaks about in Numbers 13, how this generation ended up getting what they deserved. And the Bible says they got nothing. The Bible also says, be it done according to your what? Be it done according to your what? Faith. And it says there, they were only grasshoppers, worms. They were they were. Zero. They were nothing. See, the grasshopper mentality, a person with low self-esteem, 
can know the promises of God that are found in God's word, yet somehow he or she has a way of putting God's word and God's promises in their improper perspective for their own lives. We were as grasshoppers in our eyes, in our own eyes, and in their eyes as well. See, how you see yourself is so important, so very vital. Uh, and to be very frank and honest with you, when I've seen our women come up here, uh, they sang the song twice already. I, you know, God's working on you guys. And I know that because I went through the home. Because at first we feel like we ain't nothing, and in a sense we aren't. God is everything. But we gotta, you have to have a proper perspective of who you really are in Christ. You are a new creature now. You're not that old drug addict, dope thing guy that you used to be. If you want to be, then you can be. That's you. Uh, but you don't have to be that anymore. Uh, and we've got to get out of that mentality of we ain't about nothing. We ain't, we're about him. Uh, and he's everything. He's our all in all. You've got to understand who you are in Christ. It's so very vital. Dealing with your self-esteem. And I, and I know because I've, I've, I've run the whole gamut from, you know, drug addict to trying to be a man of God, a minister of the, of the word of God. See, we need to know that the outside world looks at us as we look at ourselves. The way you see yourself is the way they look at us. If you look at yourself as just another monkey hanging on a tree, that's what you're going to be. And that's what they're going to be looking at you as. Because the Bible says, and they looked at us as we looked at ourselves. Huh? If you think you ain't about nothing, you're just a, you know, a, a, an ex-drug addict, don't deserve nothing. Wow. You know? Yes, it's by grace where we say we don't deserve salvation. But once God's touched you, come on. See, can we need to start raising the standard in our ministry. We need to start raising all kinds of stuff. You know, hey, when we get up in the morning, we got to look at ourselves as janitors. Good, we got to take care of business. If we leave our houses and our men's homes and all, all thrown, that's the way we look at ourselves and that's the way everybody's going to look at ourselves. But if they run, go drive by that home and say, wow, that, they got it together there. See, because how you look at yourself is how the outside world is going to look at you as well. That's scripture. That's what the Bible says. Uh, see, Victory Outreach Ministries is called of God to do great exploits through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that. Uh, see, I believe the world will believe that as well because it's biblical. See, they're, they're going to find out a lot about us as well. See, your perspective of yourself has a heavy bearing on your future, like my son was talking about, how you see yourself. You've got to start seeing yourself as a, as a responsible father. Uh, and, and those of you that are single, don't go looking for Mrs. Wright. You be Mr. Wright. And vice versa. Identity crisscrossing. All right? Don't go looking for Mr. Wright. He ain't in here anyways. Uh, your job is to be Mrs. Wright. Your job is to be Mr. Wright. That's, that's the key. All right? Very important. I'm not going to get into dating because I don't want to put it in your head. Hallelujah. Uh, see, but God gets zero glory when it comes to being a grasshopper. He didn't get no glory like that. Look at Proverbs 23, 7. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture here today. Ordinarily, I don't do that, but I'm going to do it today. Proverbs 23, verse 7. <clears throat> do you have it? It says there, For he is the kind of man who was always thinking about the cost. He didn't drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Hmm, wrong verse. I like the next one, you will vomit. Let's go. Turn to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. Beginning in verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Great will be that darkness. It can also be translated to mean great will be that belittling. In other words, if you see yourself with the eyes of belittling, uh, great will be that belittling. How you see yourself. If you see yourself as just, you know, fortunate to barely be, you know, hey, look at God. God's been with you all the time. And for a reason, you're not dead. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're representing Almighty God now. But if you see yourself in darkness or in belittling, great will be that belittling. You won't think of yourself as too much. Listen, guys, we got to get our mentality up here. I mean, I had, a, I had an arsenal of sermons I could have spoke here today, but I picked this one for a reason. I didn't want to pick this one because it's more like a study. 
Okay, and I didn't want to do that. But you guys are used to study, so I said, I don't use to study. So it's been no problem. Uh, because the self-esteem is, is so very vital. Because how you see yourself is how the world's going to see yourself. Uh, and, 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 and if what my son said is true, that some of you are going to be pastors, I know what you've got to go through. You're going to have to come before dignitaries and all that stuff. And, you know, just the other day I was over here eating at, uh, you know, at, at some uh, big function for Hayward and, and all kinds of dignitaries from Hayward were there. And, you know, uh, principal, I was sitting with a principal at one of the high schools. And, you know, I didn't rap too much with him because I still have some, some problems myself. Uh, and I, I understand, but, you know, I, I, there was other people. And plus, I didn't want to hog the show. Uh, I just say, hey, you be who you are, and I'll be who I am, and let's go on about our business. Let's eat, you know. Uh, but you're going to have to deal with these kind of people. And if you're always like, you know, you, know, you look at yourself like, if, man, you know, I don't know. I didn't know how I got here. Well, God put you here. That's how you got here. Uh, you got to learn how to deal with these people, talk to them, relate to them. Don't, don't be all intimidated by that. Uh, no, no, you're a child of God. Uh, and they need the Lord, uh, by and large. Okay, so let's go on. Okay. See, God has promised us life and life in abundance. See, that abundant life will just sit there dormant within you because of your lack of faith, okay, and the way that you view yourself, okay? And it won't be God's fault. It won't be. You know that, that gas and oil is a recent uh, discovery? You put a gas in the car now, it comes through oil. But, uh, you know, it's just a recent discovery. For many, many years, Oil sat dormant in, in beaches. You know, you ever get that gooey stuff on your feet when you're out on the beach? For many years, all, all oil was, was was gooey stuff on your feet. Until somebody discovered that they could translate it into gas. But that's just a recent discovery, the last 100 years perhaps. You know? Up until then, for thousands upon thousands of years, oil was just some gooey stuff there on the beach. Uh, it just sat dormant. A lot of times that's the power with us as well, especially the way the devil has us shelved off as drug addicts, care less about society. All we were was a bunch of oil until God used victory outreach to discover you uh, and say, no, 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 there's potential in this place. There's potential here, which there is. And it, I'm telling you, 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 you picked the right time to get saved in, in our ministry. I'm just telling you that. It's going to be harder, but it's going to get better. Uh, it's going to get harder. It's a lot harder now than it was when I was coming up. You know, I call it laddership and leadership. You take four steps in a small church, you're your pastor. You take four steps in a big church, and you ain't nothing. Ah, uh, well. Uh, but you guys picked the right time because the the uh, you know the, the potential for your life is, is great, but also the price is going to be greater. You got to pay because we're making sure that it's not as easy anymore. Uh, you, you you're not you don't have six months grace period anymore. Hallelujah. Uh, we're learning some stuff here because we want to make better disciples. Okay. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. A lot of Bible here today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Do you have it? It says there, by the way, when... The book of First and Second Corinthians is a good book to read because uh, there's one place in Corinthians where it talks about addiction. It's the only place in the whole Bible where it says addiction. So, so you can, we can identify with the Corinthian church. They had this addiction about them, okay? So if there's any books that Victor Irish people should read, it's First and Second Corinthians. That's where any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. First uh, Corinthians 5.17. All things have passed away, all things become new. There's, always, there's, there's a big identification here with the book of Corinthians and our rehab homes. Okay. The God of this age has what? Blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. See, the enemy wants us to look at ourselves in the negative, to blind us in seeing ourselves as God sees us. Okay, robed in his righteousness. But we don't do it because the enemy is going to try and blind us. He doesn't want you to see the potential. There's, there's power in vision. I remember sitting in the home and, you know, brushing my teeth. You know, and man, you know, I felt like a new, new person, which I was. And when he, man, I went, man, the, the, the sky's the limit now. I wonder what I'm going to be. Finally, you know. So, wow. And then I remember uh, hearing a Christian uh, a radio. We used to listen to the radio at that time. There, there was not too many tapes or stuff. Tapes were pretty brand new back in my day. Uh, and uh, KFSG, radio, you know, gospel. And, and I'm thinking, man, I could be a better nurse than that dude. Just a guy. 
And he said, heck, I lost curly. He said, okay, okay, rumpkin, man, I, I could really get down here. Man, I, I could, man. I, and I thought, man, you know what? I could be a Christian disc jockey. Yeah. And I just started, you know, the sky's the limit. And because I used to take a radio and stuff and communications when I was in college. Junior, well, I tried to be in junior college, you know. But that's what I used to do. I was a journalist. Uh, 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 I, used to, I was a journalism guy, you know. And so I said, man, I could do this, you know. All, all the potential that we could be. Thank God, though. Right away, God shortstopped me right then. I remember that. And he said, no, no, you belong to Victor Outreach guy. And I said, oh, okay, okay. But, you know, we all had thoughts of, hey, visions of grandeur, we call it. You know, but I remember that's one of the days that God really spoke to me. I've been in the home about four months. And God told me, you know, now that I was clean, he goes, no, 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 you belong to Victor Outreach. I said, oh, okay, okay. And they don't got no radio programs. All right, no problem. See, 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 is important, okay, to bear in mind. And the reason why the enemy wants to feed us on, on, on all kinds of different things, okay, in other words, he, he, he wants you to think about your past life. He wants to feed you, uh, you know, how, how it felt to be with Susie Floozy and, 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 you know, Joey Boy and all that stuff. That's what he wants you to think. I mean, I mean you, we got to be for real here, guys. My son doesn't have to go through what I went through because he doesn't have all that past history like you and I have. And thank God for that. But the enemy will come and try and mess with us. He's going to try and blind your mind of what God wants to do with you. See, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is inside of us, the Bible says. The gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit are within us. And the enemy doesn't want us to see this that's walking inside of us. Okay? See, the devil is a liar. The Bible says he is as a roaring lion. And I've used this before. He's not a roaring lion. He's as a roaring lion. And what does roaring lions do? They, they roar. Okay? They, they check people out. They lay dead for them. And they're in the home. And if they roar, and if you go for it, then, then he's going to have you for food. But see, roaring lions, they only roar because they ain't got no teeth. It's like the, the movie uh, uh, Lion King. Did you guys see Lion King? Remember Scar? If I were king. Uh, you know why he roared? Because he couldn't hardly move. He tried to scare people. That's what roaring lions do. They try and scare you. Ah! And if you freeze, then you're his food. But if you attack him in the name of Jesus, then he, you, you got the upper hand. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Then you got him instead of him giving you. Because real lions don't roar. They eat. If they want you and you're within range, you're gone. So that's why the devil's not that powerful. Sometimes we think he is. Not as powerful as we are now. And he don't like that, especially with an ex-drug addict guy that he had right here and dangling in a string. Now You were his puppet. And now all of a sudden, you're not obeying his commands. He hates that. The devil is a very, very proud person. The father of pride. So when he sees you being obedient to God and the things of God and your overseers and your leaders and your directors, your assistant directors and your pastors, hallelujah, he hates that. Because he couldn't be obedient. So he, how does he, he thinks, how can this dude that I had right here, weak as weak can be, all of a sudden he, he thinks he's stronger than me. He thinks he can make it to heaven because he can't make it to heaven. He ain't going to make it to heaven. And if he sees you, that you want to make it to heaven and that you can get to heaven, he hates that. Because he's proud. See? Are you with me? See, if we react in fear, then he's got us. But if we react in faith, then we've got him. Uh, look at Matthew chapter 3. See, thinking good about yourself is not bad. Because the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And who's, who lives inside of you? Jesus. Jesus. Thus you can believe good of yourself. Matthew chapter 3. Beginning in verse 17. <clears throat> it says there, And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Then verse 1 of chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit to the desert. Oh no. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the men's home to be tempted by the devil. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the men's home to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. See, this was the enemy's or the devil's attempt through lies to get Jesus to doubt who he was in God. Are you with me? Okay, it gets a little, here this, this study here gets a little in depth here now. See, that was the devil's attempt to try and belittle Jesus himself, to make him doubt who he was. Uh, and if, if you think Satan hit Jesus 
You think you're any different that he's not going to hit you? He's going to hit you too. He always has the same tactics. The devil is not an, has no ingenuity. He hits everybody the same. I can tell you what a life uh, in the home is because I was there two and a half years uh, in a home. So I know he ain't, he ain't original. The way that I got hit 26 years ago, you get hit the same way. The spiritual stuff. Ooh. I know about that stuff. Uh, like, like at nighttime, like the brother was in the pen, that like he had, you know, the, 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 the enemy was there in the pen, and all of a sudden the Spirit of God shows up. Uh, well, it's the other way around in the home. You know, it's real beautiful and powerful, and, you know, you're not in the pen no more. You're not in the cell. You're in the, the men's home, your women's home. You're, but all of a sudden the enemy will come. And I've seen guys that I was in the penitentiary with, you know, like, oh, man, they're spooky. They, they went through all kinds of stuff. Usually I ain't been too much like that. I've always been pretty strong in faith. And so I had guys that were older than me, because I was usually the youngest guy in the home at that time. And I'd say, brother, where, where is it at? Let's go deal with it. Uh, I've always been the kind of guy, Listen, but I've, I've felt it, though. Uh, can you go and feel that? Do you, do you don't feel those, those eerie stuff in the, in the homes? The enemy, yeah, it's the same thing. I know how it is. But I've always been a fighter. I, oh, yeah, let's go. Come on, where are you? I like to pray. I like to get in there. And, oh, yeah, plead the blood of Jesus, and let's go. Uh, but I've, I've seen some of the you know, guys with tattoos and mustaches and all that. I've seen them get, hey. Something's here. Yes. And it's not just you. Uh, I, I've seen it happen. Some of these guys say, ooh, let's pray, brothers. Let's, let's get together here. We've got to pray this thing out. Uh, because the enemy comes in like that. I know what a home's all about. Uh, and so that's, see, fear is the opposite of faith. It's like oil and water. They can't mix. See, so when you react in fear, then the devil's got you. But when you react in faith, then you got him. And you got to know that. You got to understand that. Uh, the just shall live by fear? No, by what? Faith. Faith is a key. But here the enemy tried to get Christ himself to doubt who he was. See, the devil knew once that Jesus settled who he was. Okay? Though he already had. Okay? But he hit him in the same place that he hits us as well with a self-worth. Because once Jesus knew who he was, then he could go on and do great exploits against the enemy. Did you hear me? He knew, he, I got to hit him now. Because when he finds out who he is, uh, then I got to be careful here. And the same thing with you guys. Why do you think he hits you right from the gate? Uh, as soon as, I mean, he lies to you right away. He's the father of all lies. Why are you going to go in that home? Don't tell me he didn't tell you that. Uh, but you lame rumpkins, man. Those guys weren't dope fiends. They were hope fiends. Uh, I know what he says. Uh, you know the reason why Steve Pineda changed? And he'll lie to all my homies. Uh, it's because uh, he had to think of a good one there. <laughs> But I'm sure he has. I'm sure he told all these guys. I had one guy come and tell me one time, you know what, you weren't really a, 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 a hardcore dope fiend. And he says, because you never picked up a gun. And I told him, hey, I said, Dickie, give me the gun and I'll go sell it. Uh, I know what to do with it. You, 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 you. Yeah, but only because I wouldn't pull armed robbery, so I wasn't a hardcore dope fiend. And I shot way more dope than the guy, but I'm not going to say nothing. You know, I'm a Christian now. But they were trying to figure out why Steve Pineda changed. And I think this guy thought he knew. You know, you weren't really a hardcore, oh, come on. You know, but uh, he'll try anything. He's a liar. The enemy's going to try and lie to mess because he knows if you stay a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then you start finding out who you really are in Christ, you're lethal. You're armed and dangerous against the kingdom of darkness, and he don't want that. He doesn't want that. He's he, he going to lie to you. Some guys, just one lie's enough. You know, oh, the victory outreach, that, that, that's for a bunch of sissy guys. You know, come on. Oh, yeah. Sissy guys. He's talking to the creme of the crop of the creep of the creepy crawlers of the top of the... Come on. You know what I mean? But he, look what he tries to do. He tries to belittle. Even our own testimony. Uh, and if you think that... Come on, guys. I know you guys weren't punks. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth here. I know you weren't. But the devil will try to tell you that you were. He'll try to tell you that you were... But come on. I know who I'm talking to. You guys walk with the, with the toughest. And, but he'll still... See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. See how he is? He tried to get the toughest of the toughest of all time, Jesus. He tried to have Jesus belittle himself. You don't think he's going to hit you? I can imagine what he told our Blajos. What are you doing hanging around with all the guys? Look, look at those guys. Uh, ooh, man, none of those ministers have ever, ever done what you did. Uh, see, but Art's smart. That's his name, Art Smart. I call him Articulate Art. He's smart. Uh, he, can, he's, he knows when the enemy hits. because he's used, to, he's used to all that gang warfare and stuff. And he knows when the enemy comes in, by and large. Well, he's been tricked a few times. Uh, because when they say, you know, how come you're picking up the, 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 the pastor's baggage? How come you're trying to help out? Why do you want to put up chairs that the pastor asks you to put up? Uh, 
And he'll always try and be little. Uh, or else try and get you to think that you're bigger and badder. See, doubting your standing is a key way that the enemy moves and operates. Where you stand in Christ. He's going to try and get you to doubt. He's a liar and a, and a stealer. Okay, and he uses lies to steal your self-esteem. Okay, don't fall asleep on me, guys. What I just said here, I like what I said right here. Uh, the devil is a liar and a stealer, and he uses lies to steal your self-esteem. Like if you ain't about nothing. See, the enemy's intent is to render us useless and ineffective. Jesus dealt with the enemy's lies at trying to steal Jesus' self-esteem correctly. Did you hear me? Jesus dealt with, 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 with the lies of the enemy, and he dealt with those things correctly. Thus, my friend, he, wanted to do, he went on to do great and powerful things in the kingdom of God. And the same thing can happen and does happen with you and I. We go on to do great things for God once we've dealt with the lies of the enemy in our faith issue. The scripture that I read in Numbers 13.33, it says, The world sees us as we see ourselves. Numbers 13.33. So when people ask us, how are you doing? And we answer negatively, well, under the circumstances, I guess I'm all right. You're not supposed to be under the circumstances. You're supposed to be above the circumstances. We're made to sit in, in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. We're the head and not the tail. Under the circumstances. No, 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 no. We're above the circumstances. And we need to understand that. Not below them. Um, the Bible says set your affections on things above. Uh, then the Bible says we've been made more than conquerors. And made means already done. We've been made. Not our making, but we've been made more than conquerors. What that really means, it doesn't mean that you're, you're as, as strong as Billy Graham. It means you're strong enough to conquer the devil. Uh, it doesn't mean you're stronger than Billy Graham. It doesn't mean you're stronger than Sonny Argazzoni. It doesn't mean you're stronger than your pastor. It doesn't mean you're stronger than the home director. It means you're stronger than the devil. That's enough. Uh, you've been made more than a conqueror. He's made to be under your feet, and you've got to understand that. He's under your feet already. In other words, if you're new in the home and you've accepted Christ, you're already stronger than the devil. Uh, uh, but you need to know that. God will never give you more than you can't handle. So if you've come into the home, that means God can take care of you. Nobody can ever leave the home. Nobody can ever leave the home and say, God, you did me wrong. Nobody can, because he won't. He'll never give you more than you can't handle. Uh, I know. When I came into the home, I was kicking a heroin habit. A lot of people he delivers. I didn't have a heavy heroin habit at that time. I had way bigger ones. But, but it, was, you know, it was enough. I mean, I was a kind of dope fiend. If I shot dope five days in a, in a row, I was hooked to the max. I was crying, sniveling, and, you know. Man, I hate this life. Uh, I was already hooked, hooked, hooked. I mean, I'm on my way. Can't stop me now. I can't stop. Uh, but listen. I, I, I didn't, in other words, I, I, I didn't leave because it wasn't, the hurt wasn't that bad as it was before. I said, man, you know what, I can handle this. Uh, and then about five, six days later, I, I ate a taco. Man, that was pretty good. Uh, but God will never give you more than you can't handle. And we need to understand that. Uh, look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. You have it? Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female, he created them. See, these are verses of being, of reign, rule, and dominion. Reign, rule, and dominion. Uh, that's, but a lot of times the enemy comes and he scars our, our lives. He messes us up. But we, we're, we're made to rule over all these created beings. Uh, we're, we're, we're more than conquerors. Not just conquerors, more than conquerors. And we need to understand that. Okay? Now let me close with Judges chapter 6. I told you it was more like a study, but... Now I'm going to preach here, and then we're going to finish. Judges chapter 6. I've said all that to get to this.
Judges chapter 6. Do you have it? And you're faster than me. Judges 6, verse 1, 4, and 6. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power, verse 2, because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves. Where? In caves or mountain cliffs, caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. Verse 4. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. Neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invited the, they invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Now, we've covered here that the Bible says the enemy comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And here in this portion of Scripture that I've read here, the condition of Israel during the days of Gideon, we're talking about Gideon, were exactly that, okay? The enemy through the Midianites and the Malachites, okay, he had stolen and destroyed Israel from a number of things, okay? They had been reduced to zero, to nothing. He'd stolen and destroyed everything from Israel. They were living in caves like animals. They were reduced to zero. Did you hear that word earlier in, in my teaching? That word about zero, we think of ourselves as zero as nothing. Well, that's what the enemy had done here to Israel. They were living in caves. You think that, what do you think that's going to do to your self-esteem? Uh, having to always pay rent. Uh, living in motels. No tell, motel. Living in cars, living in your Volkswagen. Uh, can you think, what do you think it's going to do for your esteem? Uh, always renting. Always, always at somebody else's beckoning you know, desire. Thank God we finally bought a place of our own. Thank God we're buying the men's home. Thank God we're going to be buying some more stuff. Because that does something for your esteem. But that's when he had done to Israel. The enemy had destroyed their self-esteem. They were about nothing. Uh, in other words, they were... In the hood. And what does the hood produce? Hoodlums. Uh, that's what was happening to Israel. We can identify with the Jews. Because we've been there. Uh, he had done a number on their self-esteem. He had destroyed most of their self-esteem. Like us. We're from the neighborhood, from the ghetto. Gideon himself, the Bible says, was hiding from the Midianites and trying to work for his family while in hiding so that the enemy could not spot him. Uh, that, that, that's what had happened here. I'm trying to look for the scripture here. But I'll, I'll get to it right now. See, all these plans to prosper you that God had promised Israel through the prophet Jeremiah, the Bible says, we're stolen and ripped off. God has promised victory outreach, treasures out of darkness. He's promised us to give us, you know, a place of our own. He's promised us a number of things to widen the tent. He's promised us. But a lot of times the enemy will, will come and rob us of our promises and of our blessings. That's what he's always going to try and do. See, the whole country was in great poverty. That's what the Bible talks about here, okay? During, during this portion of scripture that I'm reading here, okay? Israel was really getting... What it had coming. Nothing. There was no provision or help from God because they had isolated themselves from God. They had turned from God. And when we turn from God, that's what's going to happen. That's why our, our neighborhoods are in the way they are in today. Because we don't care about God. All we care about is sticking a needle in our veins and, you know, popping open a, 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 you know, a six-pack, all that stuff. That's all we care about. So we've turned from God, so God gives us over to our own lusts. He turns us over to our own poverty mentalities. See, any time a people or an individuals isolate themselves from God, there's consequences. The key, though, is in chapter 1, verse 6. Okay? Chapter 1, verse 6. Of Judges. No, no, that's not it. Man.
Okay. Hmm. But anyways, we find here where Israel finally repented. Okay. Look at chapter 6, verse 12. Let's begin here in verse uh, 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, Abiezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep See, Gideon, the Bible says, was hiding, and his hiding was based in what? What did you think it was based on? Fear. He was afraid. Uh, that's the way we are many times. Because remember, fear is the opposite of faith. And so Gideon was, was hiding in fear. So Gideon was only a chip off Israel's block. That's all he was. Israel was afraid, so he's afraid. If you're afraid, you're going to disciple people that are afraid. That's just the way it is. Uh, a chip off the old block. A chip off the old rock. Israel was, was, was scared. Gideon had been discipled in fear. But then God comes on the picture, and in verse 12 there, he calls him a mighty man of valor. And listen, God's not into flattery. Uh, God's not into teasing. Uh, but God, my friend, was putting faith into Gideon. Uh, God's not going to, he mighty man of valor. God's not going to tease you. God's not into flattery. Oh, you're bad, victory outreach. You're mighty man of valor. No, God was saying the truth. Uh, you're a mighty man. Look at it. Gideon's response in verse 15. Verse 15. But Lord Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. There he is again. Low self-esteem. Uh, how can I save My clan is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The word least or weakest or poorest, okay, in the Hebrew is a word called dangling. In other words, he was barely making it. He was barely hanging on by a thread. That's what he's saying. It's a word mean, means dangling, like a thread, like a piece of thread when you dangle it. In other words, he says, my family and myself, we are the poorest of the poor, of the poor, 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 of the least of the least, of the, you know, we're so rumpkin, there ain't nobody else more rumpkin than us. Uh, and it's, it's a word called dangling. In other words, we're barely making it by a thread. Uh, that's the way he saw himself. Barely making it, dangling. But we need to understand that with God, as long as you're breathing, there's hope. Uh, but Gideon had gone uh, for the fried ice cream with chopsticks. He bought into the poverty mentality. Gideon said one thing, I'm dangling, and God says another, you're mighty. Who are you going to believe? God. Uh, and that's what the enemy is going to tell you. You're dangling. You're just a piece of thread. Uh, but I used the illustration here the other day about a piece of thread. And, you know, I'll just use this. This is not thread. This is, this is thick. But when you get a piece of thread and you put it around the steel part of God, and God's made out of steel, I mean, that's power right here. That's powerful right here. Powerful. And that's what you are with God. Uh, don't ever belittle yourself and look down on yourself. Gideon called himself dangling, and God called him mighty. Who are you going to believe? Uh, you mighty man and woman of valor. Uh, Gideon, the Bible says, went out and he took 300 men. Started off with 32,000, but he ended up with 300. But he didn't have any less men. The other guys weren't men. He had 300 real men. And they went out and they took on the Midianites. They went on and they took on the Amalekites. They went on to San Francisco and took it. That's what they did. They said, hey, uh -uh, we ain't got any less men. We ain't. This is San Francisco. This is what San Francisco needs. This is what the Bay Area needs. Mighty men of valor. Devil, you might have had me for a while. Yes, I overdosed on heroin nine times, but I'm still alive. And I know who I am in Christ now. And devil, you better know that I'm coming your way. Listen, San Francisco is a city that the whole world knows about. But you got to get to know yourself and your God, and you can do great exploits. 
That's what we're called to do. Listen, what we're going to do today, hey, hey, hey. I OD'd on heroin nine times. They will almost had me. I was barely dangling. But I ain't dangling no more. Uh-uh, no more. Mm. No more. No more. Mighty man of valor. Don't be afraid. Of the God's called us to help out what's happening in San Francisco. Man, if you can shake San Francisco, you can shake any place. And we can shake San Francisco. We're going to shake San Francisco. We're going to shake the bay. But you got to understand that. Uh, I mean, when you st earthquake starts down here at the bottom, that's where an earthquake starts. I mean, who was lower than us? But we know how to get from down here. What's that I hear? There's something happening. Well, it's starting from the neighborhood. Uh, it ain't going to start up at the White House. They might think that, but it's not. Uh, if you can shake down here, you can shake anywhere. And we've been there. Uh, can we go take notice of, wow, what happened over here? Uh, I mean, that's what happened with me. When I went back to my neighborhood after I got delivered, you know, everybody looked at me, uh, here he is again. You know, because I'd only been gone 10 days. I had to go back to my neighborhood. I had to turn myself in for court. Now the guys were hanging out in the pool hall. And here I come walking. My dad lets me out of the car, and I got some money in my pocket. I'm going to go buy some great corduroys. And I walk by everybody, and I'd only been gone 10 days. Everybody figured, well, you know, he, he hit, hit it with some connection. And he locked himself up in a room for 10 days, and now he's back. And he had to go do a ticket or something. He just got out or something, you know. They, they looked at me just like anybody else, dangling. Uh, but God raise. Had already looked at me as a mighty man of valor. I remember I went and I stood at the end of the line and looked at everybody and I just said, I'm going to go buy a pair of corduroys at Toggery. Didn't mean nothing to them, nothing. I said, I'll see you guys later. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a drug program in L.A. called Victory Outreach. And I walked. I was walking to the store. One of my friends that really, really knew me good. He followed me, but he didn't follow me because of what I said. He followed me because he knew I had money. And he knew he had it coming, because he turned me on all the time. And he saw me. He would stay with me the whole time. He saw me go in there, pick the blue, uh, great corduroys. He saw me go into the room, try them on. Come out. He saw me pay the guy. And he saw me get out and have the corduroys in the bag and walk by the guys. And he said, excuse me, he bought the corduroys. He bought the corduroys. And I used to get mad at people if they used to buy cigarettes. Because that was 50 cents in those days. And that was 50 cents headed towards $5. That was my mentality. No, no, no. You, you know, brother, if you can't bump cigarettes, you don't deserve to be a dope thing. That was my mentality. Uh, you don't deserve to be a dope thing. You don't know how it is to be a gutter hype. Uh, you know, wannabe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was real bad, guys. Real, real bad. I know some of you guys were had dopeies in class. I knew some of you guys. Not me. Not me. I had, really, I had no class. I was, I was down here, you know. But I fixed every day. That's for sure. Uh, and I know there were some guys that, you know, even held jobs. Wow. God bless you if you could. Chico, mano. Uh, but I was right there at the bottom. I was like, chico, mano. Uh, see, and if God changed my mentality, I know what I'm talking about here today. That's why I chose this study here today. It's more of a study than a preacher. And I was going to preach at the end because I knew the ending. Mighty men of valor. Who are you going to believe? The devil and all of his lies? You can make it, guys. Um, this can be your first door to forever or your last door. I've seen it become many people's last doors. I mean, I'm almost big, guys. Don't leave. They go out and they OD and they die and they're not here longer. It's over. It's a, it's a very serious thing. Or else this can be your first door to what my son said. You can become all things that God wants you to be. Now, again, this might sound, sound ironic. Uh, but I don't deserve what I have. But I'm going to take it. And because God has discipled me through the years. And I know I don't. I ain't about nothing. But if God says I'm something, then I'm wrong and he's right. I want every head bowed. And every eye closed. You want to be dangling? Barely making it? That's what the devil says? Or you want to be a mighty man of valor? Who's telling the truth? Gideon was able to lead 300 strong men to battle. 
I need to believe that there's leadership coming up from the homes. And again, rest assured, what I'm telling you is the truth. It's not going to be as easy as when I was coming up. It's going to be harder. There's more stringencies here. But you guys will be stronger than us. Because you're going to have to pay a higher price, a deeper price, a stronger price, a more intense price. Studying and to get your diplomas and to get your licenses if that's what you so choose to be involved in ministry it's not going to be as easy but it's worth it because we're going to be raising up some stronger disciples here stronger leaders it's not going to be a walk in the park nor a walk in the dark but it's going to be a walk in the light it's going to be a walk in the spirit that's what it's going to take you need to be very honest with yourself here today and you say Brother Steve, I, I lack in self-esteem. Many times I look at myself as what my family thinks of me, what, what others think of me, because the Bible says, as you see yourself, so the world sees you. Maybe you've had that grasshopper mentality. Well, who are you going to believe? Your family, your friends, the devil, yourself, or God and God's word? mighty man of valor you can do great things you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you if God has ministered to your life here today and you want to be want me to pray for you here today I'm going to ask you very quickly to slip out your seat and make your way under the altar and I'm going to say a prayer then we're going to go ahead and dismiss and we're going to go take San Francisco for Jesus hallelujah tomorrow we're going to be joined by reinforcements from the mother church they're going to be coming in at 6 in the morning tomorrow then they're going to be joining you there at San Francisco we're called to take San Francisco in the Bay Area mighty men of valor 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 I want to ask those who hear the altar to Repeat the short prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I thank you for saving my soul. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, teach me your word. Teach me to have faith and to believe in what you say about me. That greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than the liar that's out in the world teach me to see his lights coming a mile away walks like a duck I can spot him because I worked for him too long Jesus help me to work for you even longer even stronger even greater to do great exploits for you Use me as a mighty man of valor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me say a prayer for those of you that are here. Father, right now I pray for every soul represented here. There's all to the women and the men. Lord, that they would study your word to show themselves approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing your word. And let it begin with them, Lord God. They would see, Jesus, what you have done for them and can do for them and how <clears throat> they can be used mightily, mightily, greatly. Those are words you've used, great and mighty. Great and mighty is the Lord our God and great and mighty exploits can we do as well because you're with us. Lord, And we know that the book, your book, the Bible is, is a book of irony, Lord God. Or, Lord God, but it all comes together, Lord God opposites Lord God contrast but it all comes together yes we're nothing especially nothing without you but with you Jesus we're stronger than the enemy we're stronger Lord God and we can go on and do great exploits for you use each one of these men Lord God use them Jesus and these women to go out and perform great things for you beginning today give them words Lord God give them compassion give them a hunger for you send them to the right places Lord God let us do damage in the city by the bay. Let us do damage, Lord God, in that city that the enemy has had for so long. We're not afraid of it. 
We're not afraid of him. Because we love you, Jesus. And we want to see souls saved. Take us to the hardest places. Take us to the hardest people. Those are our people. Take us to them and pack the place out, Lord God, especially Friday and Saturday and Sunday nights. With souls that need you. With souls that need you. Like we need you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Fill my cup. Let it overflow. 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 Let it overflow with love. Fill my cup. Fill my cup. Let it from my lips.